gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. This is episode 17. Wow, we've come a long way. 17 episodes in, and we're going to be talking about the frustrating and humiliating defeat against Puebla, and we'll be previewing Saturday's matchup against Santos Laguna, and maybe look forward to possibly a better show of football from our team. But before I go any further, let me introduce my man, my co-host, Mr. Dylan Jimenez. Dylan, how are we? We're doing good, man. Everything's good down here in Texas. All right. Sun shining over there? The sun is shining, but we're supposed to get some rain tomorrow. Look at that. Mother Nature's going to be giving you guys a little bit of water. While over here in sunny California, well, that pretty much says it, sunny all around. But this is not the weather forecast podcast. This is the Eagle Eye podcast, and we're going to be talking everything Club America. We're going to be discussing that humiliating defeat against Puebla because, let's face it, there's no other way to put it. It's a horrible, horrible defeat that we take against uh, Los Camoteros. I want to say that's the nickname. Do not bash me if it's not. I'm sorry, people. And then, of course, we're going to be look forward to the game against Santos on Saturday, which ultimately will close out the regular season, the regular tournament for America. And then we'll look forward into the Liguilla because guess what? We are qualified. No matter what, America will be in the Liguilla. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about that and what our aspirations are. And, uh, yeah, you, you ready to go into this? Yeah, man, let's do this. All right, let's go. Let's jump into it. But before anything, we want to say thank you to every single one of you guys who have joined us and also who have followed us, who have, you know, followed us on, on Twitter. Like I said, we are going to be doing that giveaway very, very soon. Dylan already posted up uh, kind of like the artwork that we were going to be doing for the phone give for the phone case giveaway. And of course, we're going to be giving up away a scarf as well. So make sure you guys, if you haven't, do follow us on Twitter. This is going to be the last week before we kind of close out that uh, that that window, and then we'll be then uh, picking up one random follower to receive those items. So thank you so much to everyone who's already following us on Twitter. And if you aren't, our handle is at Eagle iPod. Now, with that said, let's jump into what was Friday's. Well, no other way to put it. Absolutely terrible matchup against Puebla. Dylan, we came into this game very, very with very high expectations, with with the motive, with with the sentiments that we can go into Puebla and get the results needed. Even though we had three key players out due to injury, we had this feeling that no matter what, this team was capable of getting all three points against Puebla. And let's face it, Puebla was coming off what like five games that they had recently you know, lost. And in the last two games, they had conceded three plus goals. So it it looked like we were the heavy favorites coming into this matchup. Dylan? Okay. Okay. I was, I was losing you a little bit. Okay. Go, go, go. Sorry. It, it keeps like, and I didn't hear your question still. Okay. Um, basically just, we were the favorites coming into this. We didn't, we didn't really showcase it. Um, you know, how, how was it, you know, how did you come into this game feeling after what we were talking about? 
Well, you know, you, you see the starting 11, which, you know, we'll probably go over after I give you this briefing. But you see it and you think, you know, this is a team that can still get the job done. You know, we, we bragged about this team. Um, we mentioned how depth the squad is and we've seen the players step up that needed to step up too whenever those injuries hit us too as well. And still, yeah, you know, um, there are some players that are still not stepping up to the plate. You know, it just seems to be like it's still one or two players when it needs to be the whole 11 on the pitch. And it's not the whole 11 on the pitch that's playing the game. It just seems like we're still relying on one to two players. And that's just not good for the team overall. And, you know, I mean, yeah, people can say too, well, whenever we get Cecilia, whenever we get Henry, whenever we get Menez back, you know, it would be a whole different story. But that shouldn't be the case. We, we should still have the players performing week in and week out still and not having to go through something like this too as well. No, I, I, I agree. It, it's, it shouldn't be the case. I think uh, we have the talent pool. We have the squad depth. And especially against Puebla. I mean, no disrespect to Puebla whatsoever. I think, you know, they they have a very good team uh, and a very good manager. But, you know, they, they were kind of in this rut, in this slump. And the fact that, you know, they come and play against us, it's like, you know, it's, it's like they throw all that out the window and, you know, they play they play a really good game against us. So it, you'd expect the, the team that's out there, the team that gets fielded, to go out there and perform. Um, and really no one actually did. I, I I mean, everyone was pretty pretty disappointing. And I mean everyone. I mean, even those people that say, well, you know, Linus, I, I thought he was very, you know, subpar. I didn't think he had a good game. Um, I, I just think everyone really in general was, was, didn't have a good game. I think Paola Aguilar had a horrible game, you know? Um, I think you just in general, everyone, everyone did not make the cut. I, I feel like there was just no one out there that said, I'm going to step up for my team. I'm going to go forward and I'm going to push us to go through. And there was no one out there on the pitch. There was no sense of leadership. There was no sense of, we need to get back into this. It was just kind of like, it is what it is, and that's pretty much it. And that's just a poor way to go about this game. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, we, we I mean, you have Oribe on the pitch, you know, but, I mean, you kind of question where his leadership's kind of been, Um, not necessarily the whole season. I mean, but, like, you, you see it. I mean, we've said it time and time again, Oribe's on the decline. Um, There's nobody stepping up. I mean, if, if you were to bench Oribe, I mean, who are you going to give the captain's armband to? I mean, obviously, he's probably going to fire you lot, but, I mean, really, like, would you give it to him? But the way, you know, I guess you could say his outings have been recently. Um, I mean, who knows? I mean, there's nobody really seems to be stepping up, and that's something that we're lacking, too. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the, the that's just the frustrating part. Let's let's, let's talk lineup. Let, before we jump in any further, let's talk what America fielded out on the field last Friday. So Marshall was in goal, and it was back four: Paula Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Emma Aguilera, and uh, Carlos Vargas. You know, and in the midfield you had Guido with Matias Uribe out wide. You had Renato Ibarra with Diego Lainez up top. It was Ibarwen with Uribe Peralta. Seeing that lineup. Against the Puebla side, you thought, wow, we should be good. There should be no reason why we should lose 3-1. to one. Absolutely joke of a match. You look at the players that were out there. You compare them to the players that Puebla are going to have. You were still the better side on paper, and you should have still been the better side on the pitch. It wasn't. I mean, like we said, you see this team play, and the team keeps playing the same way. I mean, do you do you really blame it? Um, 
entirely on the team? No, I mean, I still don't think you do. I still think you still put some blame on Piojo, too, as well. I mean, the blame could go 50-50. I mean, the way the players performed on the pitch was not good enough. Um, you know, Piojo, I mean, yeah, he put out he put out the best lineup that we have right now. But still, I mean, Piojo still uses the same thing. You know, we still go through Inante Ibarra, and what does that do? It doesn't do nothing for us, still. I mean, it's very predictable. The attack's still very predictable. The attack is very lacking right now. And at the end of the day, I mean, that's just how it is. It's going to be. I mean, nobody wants to step up, and then that's the way Piojo is going to do it still. Now, I don't know if we should put that much blame on Piojo because I feel like this is more of a – this is more of a defeat that where you put more blame on the players and the manager itself, even though the manager is always going to get the stake for, for whatever the result may be. Um, I think Piojo feel the, the best option that we had and, you know, start to, you know, just said, you know, here's what we got. Let's go out there. Let's perform. Now, whether or not his tactics were, you know, questionable or not, I feel like, you know, he planted the team right. I think after then, the player should have been able to go and follow through his tactics. And if something wasn't working, be smart, be creative enough to say, this isn't working for 20, 25 minutes. Let's switch it up. Let's do something different. And no one really had a creativity. There was no spark on the pitch. And Diego Linus usually is that spark. But Puebla had him a little bit on check. He seemed a little bit tentative at times. It just it wasn't so much of a fluid side that I wanted to see. It was very rigid. It, it was very interrupt at times. That there was just this sense of let's just go out there and, and get a goal back, no matter what the well, how we get it, you know. And and because of that, we left spaces open. We were just sloppy. Our passing wasn't there. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just some of these players started becoming ghosts on the pitch. I mean, you know, you saw the, the likes of Oriol Peralta. I mean, did he, did he, did he do anything in the, in those 90 minutes that you said, wow, he's, he was just so unlucky not to score. I mean, to be honest, you know, I don't even remember, um, besides not those goal, any clear chances that we had. That was the issue. That was the, that, that's the issue that, we cannot be missing three players, Henry, Menes, and Cecilio Dominguez, and still not be able to score goals. And I was reading an article um, by ESPN, it, uh, and, and they were saying the things that America was kind of, you know, the reason why they're lacking. Um, and and they, they specifically went to talk about the, the goal drought, you know? And, and they made the reference that, we start things off really good in the season, but when it comes down to finishing it, we kind of just start fading away. And that's not, that can't happen. You know, to get, we, we've said it before. And then to the people that we talk about this too, we've mentioned it. It's, it, it looks like it's the ghost of Apertura past. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just the repeat all over. I mean, um, you see what, Piojo kind of did he did a pretty decent job with the lineup that he's that he had in Apuntura, but now you know you see you see what he's got now in this season. I mean, you would think he would do better, which I mean, can you say that he is? I mean, that's that's pretty debatable to me if you if you were to talk about that. But still, I mean, I mean, I I mean, I understand what you're coming from. You know, like if the players can see it on the pitch too. If something's not working, you know, you got to switch it up too as well. I mean, I can understand that coming from the players, but at the end of the day too, I mean. Well, Piojo is not doing nothing different anyways to start the game. Piojo still got questionable tactics, and sometimes it's going to have to come down to him to step up and tell the players to do something different too as well. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I understand you're saying like we can't put the whole blame on Piojo, you know, 
I'm just kind of repeating myself a little bit, but you know, that's, that's still, I mean, what, what has changed from, from then? I mean, we, like, like we keep saying, we still see players go through nothing about it. Cause that's, that's what nothing about it does. And I mean, we really have no end product until the last minute of the game, whenever he finally scores a goal. Yeah. It seems that the, that the, the, the players themselves have no little to no creative uh, energy. I mean, if Bioko's tactic is that, and, all they're doing is trying to execute that without really trying to do anything else differently. My question is why why are you not trying to, you know, explore different venues, different angles, different options, you know? And we kind of did that during the second half, but it, that didn't work out so well either. Um, but I think you, your hat goes off to Puebla too, who kind of capitalized on our poor uh our poor gaming and and you know they they scored their goal early, mind you. Um, and, and after that, just kind of just dictated the game, uh, not, you know, in, in a very uh, subtle way, but they, they, they kind of let us have the ball at times and they kind of invited us, but closed down the spaces very well. And this is the part that got me so mad. It's just there was no one out there willing to try to break that kind of defensive line for from Puebla. You know, I never saw anyone really try to take a shot from outside the box. You know, sometimes you have to take, you know, get those chances. The goalkeeper might give a rebound and you get it from there. You know, that there's just so much stuff we could have done that just wasn't really wasn't even really attempted at all. You know, and to some of the first 45 minutes, I mean, it, it was just poor in general from from us. Yeah. I mean, I'll go ahead and go, uh, read through some of the stats because I told you I was pulling up those stats. But, um, you know, just to get that out there, you know, people who are listening right now, too, and people who are listening uh, via iTunes and SoundCloud, too, I'm getting this off from Sofa Score. We had a total of 21 shots, only six of those shots being on target. We completed 85% of our passes, and we the, toward the end of the game, it was 50-50% possession. I mean, whenever you, whenever you hit those stats, those stats, Ivan. What I mean, what does that say to you? Uh, repeat, uh, re- repeat the first one. The shots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, twenty-one total shots, six of them on target. Twenty-one total shots, six on target. That speaks to me that actually that that that's, that feels a little bit misleading. Um. Only because it, it, it makes you think that America was just kind of on top and, you know, had chance after chance after chance, and we were just kind of blowing it wide. It, it, it didn't really seem like that at all. Yeah, no, I mean, the I, I mean, this is from SofaScore, uh, just to repeat myself, but, I mean, um, it, it, it just, you can't remember one clear-cut chance that they really had besides, I mean, Renato's goal. I mean, there's, there's really not. I mean, do you, I mean, can you recall a time, you know, somebody had a clear-cut chance, you know, but just, just missed it, apparently? No, 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 you know, and then a lot of people will mention too, like, oh, what about the referee? He kind of, you know, was against us, this and that. Look, I get that, you know, with, but that's something you can't control. That's that's really something that is out of your out of, uh, out of your controlling factor. Like you can't decide whether the referee is going to have a good game or not. You know, you can only just keep going and playing your game. You know, I think some players just got real desperate, real frustrated and who knows what the what the reason is behind it because this is a team that looks like you know granted we're still in the race for the ta- for the title this team looks like it's a team that's just mid table has nothing to aspire to just wants to get the season over with and recollect themselves and just go on vacation 
this doesn't look like a team that says we're still in the playoffs. We still have the opportunity to go and contend for the title. This is not – this team doesn't look like that to me. Not even that. I mean, we still have, we still have a chance to move up in the table too as well. It's just it's frustrating, and really the only you only a couple there's only a couple of players out there on the pitch that actually you know kind of showcase that you know they're hungry that they still want to go out and fight, and that's you know that's that's Marchesin, that's Linus, um, and then that's pretty much it. You know, I don't you know there was no one out there really that kind of gave you that energy that hey I'm here and I'm and and, and I'm trying to do my best. You know, everyone else was just kind of nonchalant about the situation. I mean, at the end of the day, man, I mean, like I said, it's got to be all 11 players, man. If if you can find 11 players that want to go out there and they're hungry, man, I mean, you're going to have to line – they're going to line them up. I mean, because these are the players that are going to play together. I mean, you can't you can't just expect to go to Unati Ibarra all the time, man. You can't just expect to just have that one thing. I mean, you really have to find somebody who's going to bring that creativity to to string all the passes together and to um, – to have everybody in the play too, what it feels like if if necessary. I mean, it's got to be eleven players from from the start of the whistle to the end of the game, man. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And a lot of people are gonna be talking about maybe Piojo should leave, and and, and this is something that I touched about last podcast too. You know, it's this is a process. You know, we you want structure, you want something that will last and 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 be very successful for a very long time. You kind of have to let this process kind of go. Whether or not we we, we raise a title within the years time that's a whole different situation but i think you know we, we're, we're going on the right trajectory i think piojo slowly is building his team is molding his team um and and really after the first year then we can kind of judge him a little bit more difficult but you know it's it's barely going to be a full year of him kind of you know being an america coach again so just maybe ease off on that but there is some players that are questionable that whether or not they will continue but i don't think this is the right time to st- start uh, kind of picking away the team. We still have that option to scale higher in the league table, which would be absolutely amazing because, you know, it, it gives you that kind of advantage on home and away games. And then, of course, you, you still have the opportunity to go and lift the title. You still have the playoffs to, to kind of focus on. So if you kind of start depicting the, the team, if you start kind of just plucking away at it, then really you're, you know, you're, you're basically lining yourself for defeat. If you're doing that, you know, if you, you can only imagine that if we're doing that already, can you imagine the board already kind of making those decisions and, and kind of giving off that, that vibe to the players? And I don't think that's the right move to make just yet. Let's get through Santos. Let's get through the Liga and let's see whether or not on the other side, we can come out being champions. Yeah. And I mean, still, I mean, you got to understand people got to understand too, that there, there's still some spots to fill too. Too in this team, there's still a lot of spots that we can strengthen too, and you know there's going to be some moves in the off season too. Um, whether you know players leave, whether being play players in. So I mean, like you said, it's a process too. It's just, it's just, it's just not finished yet, and people need to understand that too as well. So then we continue the game, and um, Puebla scores that second goal, and then after they score the second goal, they score that third goal. Um, it was just embarrassing. It was just embarrassing to see your team just kind of just fold the way that America did. And the back line that started so strong, too, to the season. For them to I go mean, and, yeah. and concede three against Puebla. A Puebla said that, you know, they, granted they, they've had their own problems of scoring goals. Yeah, exactly. And and I think I think if I read the stats right, I think Matt just had one save all game. Yeah. 
It was just. I mean, but I mean, I mean, I mean, like, I'm not trying to put a lot of. I'm not trying to put blame on Marcus Seen, but but still, I mean, you see, you see the guy make spectacular saves too, as well. You know. Yeah, it was. It was just not a night for anyone out there on the pitch for America. No. Um, I mean, even Renato's goal, which is an absolute golazo, just he scores that, and I'm just like, eh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, because it's not the way he expected the game to go. I mean, like we said, you know, you see the lineup, you expect you expect uh, a different outcome. You expect the three points. I mean, re- regardless if uh, the Ligia spot is clinched or not. I expected a way different America in the second half, but they just got worse. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely did, man. I mean, um, no, I didn't feel it, man. Nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted to go out there and try to take control of the game to Put the team on the uh, put the team on the back and show that they can come out and do this. But I mean, it, it came it came in a win, man. I mean, what can you do? I mean, we can't go back in time to change it. I mean, we just got to focus on now. We got to focus on Santos and get ready for the league yeah, now. Yeah, that's pretty much all we can do. I guess really just put this behind us and uh, just kind of cement kind of more of a solidarity as a whole as a team and just kind of keep moving forward. Um, I mean, really, ultimately, you can only categorize this as a pathetic loss, as as a horrible display of what this team really is and can be. And, you know, you just kind of take the licking and you keep on ticking. Yeah, I mean, it's all you can do, man, at this point. So hopefully that kind of maybe puts things in perspective because I, I hate, I just hate seeing this team kind of fall apart towards the end of the final you know towards the end really it it really is just towards the end like just pick yourself up hopefully this puts the the, the mindset of these players in perspective um and just kind of gets them going cuz trust me we're going to need a really good game against Santos to get 3 points even though we're at home it's uh it, it's going to be a very difficult game yeah it really is despite, i mean despite how you see it whenever they play Pumas i mean uh, look at the stance Santos outclassed Pumas in, in almost any category, it seemed like, but still, I mean, Santos is going to get it done. So that's going to be a very good game, and we're, we're definitely going to keep a close eye on that. But pretty much just to wrap up Pumas, uh, no, excuse me, Pumas, to wrap up the Puebla game, um, just a pathetic defeat, just a pathetic display of, of football from us. But, you know, you, you, you'd you hope that this kind of puts the team in perspective, and that's really the only positive we can get out of. I mean, pretty much... I mean, no one really deserved a good rating. You know, there's no there's no standout player for, for me. I don't know if there was a standout player for you on the pitch. No, then, I mean, yeah, I, I got you now. I heard you. But uh, um, no, I mean, they're, they're really not. I mean, because, like, you, it's just the same thing over and over, man. I mean, I mean, I guess you could say, if anything, Renato Ibarra. I mean, because Renato Ibarra had the long goal and – um. I mean, really, there was no end product for the guy until the end of the game. But I mean, I mean, if um, if uh, if I had to choose somebody, it would be him. But at the end of the day, I mean, there was really nobody, man. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, we're we're gonna give that one two thumbs down, and uh, hopefully that will make sure that the team goes and gets forward. Um, pretty much it. That 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 pretty much does it for our Puebla review. It was horrible. It was terrible. We don't want to talk about it anymore because we don't want to ever hear about it again and hopefully the team could put that past us like a ponytail whatever that may be so um that's pretty much it yeah behind (laughs) us like a ponytail 
Um, you know, just thinking of horses and you go horseback riding. Well, that or <laughs> and yeah, you just tell. <laughs> tell <us. laughs> yes, that's what so. people come here for the Eagle Eye Podcast to know everything about ponytails, horses, cattle ratching, and the weather. So, you know, we're uh, we're keeping people we're keeping people up to date. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's let's talk Santos. But before I jump into Santos, I want to remind you guys that we are on iTunes and SoundCloud. So if you guys ever miss a live show for whatever reason, you guys can always go back and check it out. And uh, you guys can take us on the go. So if you guys have like you know somewhere to go pretty far, like it's an hour away, just pop us in, and uh, you know we'll we'll get you to the ride. We'll get you to the ride, and uh, you'll be able to be uh, a little bit closer to the America community while you are driving so make sure you guys do follow us on soundcloud and subscribe to us on itunes so you guys never miss a show for whatever reason and uh huge thanks to everyone who's listened to us so far on itunes uh and soundcloud because we broke the 1000 listener threshold on soundcloud which was an absolutely amazing kind of uh you know, achievement that uh, that you guys have been able to make possible. So thank you guys for for your support and and for listening and for everyone who has SoundCloud. I wish I had the numbers for iTunes. Uh, I really do. Unfortunately, I'm I'm not really able to get that at the moment. Um, but I can only imagine you guys are killing it on there as well. So thank you guys for growing. Thank you guys for for helping us out, and thank you guys for making this community just that much more amazing. I know me and Dylan uh, really, really appreciate the fact that you guys are listening to two people that probably don't even know what they're talking about. Hey man, I mean, you saw you saw me on that trivia night that we had in that group chat. So I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah, so we'll talk trivia night a little bit later, right before we close the podcast, because uh, we have some exciting news for you guys as well. So just wanted to let you guys know again, thank you. And of course, because of that, we're also going to be doing that giveaway. Make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter at Eagle iPod. And uh, let's jump into our preview for this Saturday's matchup. It's going to be America at home hosting Santos Laguna, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 9 p.m. Central time, 10 p.m. For those of you in the East Coast, a little late game. And then uh, really just our last game, really, before we kind of close out the season, uh, and you know, as anticipated before, it's uh, it's going to be a very important game. Yeah, I mean, it really is because I mean, not only taking momentum into the year, but we still got a chance to move up in the table as well. So it's not um, we're not necessarily locked in that fifth spot. We have a Ligia spot, but we can still move up in the table too as well. And you know, uh, who knows? Maybe Santos. You know, they're on a little bit of basketball, too, only winning one in the last five games, coming off a two-game losing streak, too, right now, coming into the Azteca. But you know what? I kind of don't want to talk about that because we said, we said that against Puebla. We said that against so many teams throughout this whole season, and it looks like none of that ever matters because whenever they play against America, they, for some reason, throw all of that to the side and say, we're going to play our best game ever i was talking to uh, uh one of our good friends and listeners on the podcast uh i was talking to him and, and kind of mentioned that it, it doesn't really matter who we're playing up against because it's always going to be a tough game you know there's never been an easy quote-unquote easy team that we've played because everyone goes out there and kind of steps it up and it's up to us whether or not we step up to the occasion as well 
So even though Santos is in this kind of quote-unquote rut, they're going to go out there and they're going to perform to a high standard because it's against America because they want to just, you know, be able to say we beat America at their home stadium and because of that, they're in sixth place, you know? So regardless of what you may hear throughout the week that America's coming in at maybe a little bit of more of a favorite or that Santos is having a really bad uh, end of the season, whatever the case may be, do not pay attention to it. Just know that America is going to come into this matchup looking for three points. Santos is going to be coming into this matchup looking for those three points as well. And Santos is going to play up to an even better, better level than they've been showcasing. So just kind of want to just kind of say that. And by saying that, how do you feel coming into this matchup, Dylan? Pretty, I mean, nerve wracking, you know, man. I mean, because I mean, when's the last time we could really say that we've seen all 11 players perform on the pitch well together? I mean, it's probably been a while. And so, you know, uh, you, you got no Matas Uribe due to suspension with his red card. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this game is lined up. And I don't know if you've heard anything about Menes coming back yet for this game since, you know, we were expecting him last Friday, but, yeah, he still wasn't ready for that for that game. So, I mean, I don't know if you've heard anything about Menes coming back for Saturday's game against Santos. So, so I mean, there there is a possibility that all three of our injured players may be back for the Santos game. Uh, there's a picture of them three training to the side, and there is a very good high possibility that they could all be ready, if not at least one of the three. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if they all kind of make a, rec- uh, a recuperation, but they do not all start. I-, I would imagine we'd see them come off the bench, all three of them. Um, I don't expect any of these players to really be 100% fit for the game. Uh, I just expect them to be on the bench, really. Yeah, I mean, that's where... That's where I kind of expect them to be too, as well. Just a matter of fact of like, um, the this Bioho, how many uh, does Bioho use all three of his subs for them just so they can get some game time before the Ligia, before, so they can get their feet wet a little bit, or you know, or does he just substitute like one, two, maybe that's it going into this game too, so they can get their feet wet too? I'd imagine he's subbing Menes to say the least, at least Menes. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I I would imagine depending on how the game goes and, and and how you know the play dictates, it's whether or not we'll see all three of them. Um, if we need a goal, if if we're really desperate, then yes, we're gonna throw in all of them. But at the I at, at least expect to see uh, Jeremy Mendes back. That's that's at least the one player I like you said. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, like I said, like. You, you see Menace make his de- debut, and then you see how he does. And then as the season goes on, he gets to start, and he gets to start with what it seems like would have been week in and week out if it wasn't for his injury. And so I feel like Menace is going to be that key player that's going to come back into the starting 11 whenever that time comes. Yeah, hopefully that time comes uh, pretty soon. Hopefully it's in the first leg of the first matchup in the Liga because uh, we could definitely use a Jeremy Menace type player to kind of move certain pieces around the pitch. Yeah, I'm definitely, man. And I mean, like people say, I mean, it can make a difference. It can. I feel like man is obviously showing his flashes that he can do stuff, you know, at the beginning, whenever he first made his debut. And then we've seen it too, whenever it was going with Sean and, you know, hopefully that men is in Oliva Palata partnership is still there too. Cause you definitely saw that growing a lot too, before men injury. 
yeah, hopefully that uh, that that will uh, prove to be a good thing to do on the pitch once these two, once these players kind of come out and uh, and kind of show a different face. You know, mm-hmm. I I, I want to see this team just be a better team. You know, let's be that team that we were beating Morelia four one. Well, did we be Morelia four one or three one? Three one. We've been more three one, you know, we're beating Lobos five one. Let's just be that team again where we were just kind of running over teams, you know? Mm-hmm. I I get it that the yeah, that, that the Conca champions kind of maybe kind of derailed us a little bit. Um, but we should we should we should be better than that, you know? Hopefully we will be better than that. And uh Hopefully we get that victory on Saturday, so we we kind of go into this year with a little bit under our belt. Because you, like you like you mentioned, we we have the opportunity we have the opportunity to get second place if the uh, Tigres of Monterrey draw. Correct. Yeah, and we got to win by two goals. Oh yeah, wow! Yeah, two goals. We got to win by two goals against Santos and uh, Tigres of Monterrey had to draw. So that. You know what? At this point of the season, two goals sounds like a lot for us. It really does, but I mean, I mean, kind of like you said too. Whenever I mentioned uh, uh, Santos being in the funk, I mean, it's Liga Mekis. I mean, anything could happen. Too. I for mean, example, like you said, I mean, America versus Puebla. Yeah, exa- exactly. And so, I mean, e- even then too. I mean, with the way it is right now. Uh, we can we can still surpass like Tigres if say if we t- if we were to draw Santos and Tigres lose to Monterrey. I'm looking at the table right now, but yeah, I mean, um, if uh, if America was to lose, I mean, we're not moving from fifth. We're we're gonna stay at fifth. We can possibly go to fourth. We can go to second. I mean, those, those are the only options. So we're either going second, fifth, or fourth. Yes. There's no other yeah. way about it. No, yeah, cause, cause, like I said, if they just lose, they're gonna stay at twenty seven, and if we draw, then we'll go to we'll go to twenty seven, but we'll, oh, I think we'll be ahead on Tigres in goal differential too. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, that really puts things in perspective now. Yeah, but but we're definitely not gonna go below below the fifth place spot. I would like to stay at least fourth place, cause that means. You would you would get the second leg at the Azteca. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, that's something that we can calculate at the moment when when we live tweet and and we talk about the games and and all that stuff. But I think first first priority go yeah. out there on the pitch and perform. Yeah, and get your goals. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to, man, because I mean, um, not not only, like I said, not only taking momentum into the gear but also you know you're you're fighting for that for a spot too yeah a better spot a better spot is yeah exactly a better spot because right now we're qualified you know yeah if that yeah, was you're qualified. if that was the end game then this match wouldn't matter but but we know how the Liga works and the higher in the table the better your chances are of uh of obtaining the title yeah yeah it's very true okay so let's talk the game Saturday. Give me your predictive lineup. Now that we talked about how we're going into this and how we're not a hundred percent that uh, you know confident, 
because let's, let's be honest, how can you be confident after what Dominica's displayed in the last couple of weeks? Um, now that we know that we're a little bit tentative in this matchup, how do you see this team lining up against, let's face it, a pretty good Santos side? I really, I really, I really feel like Behold's gonna stick with this lineup, but besides the fact of Uribe, I feel like he's gonna stick Edson there. Um, so just kind of like just to name it all out to you, the March the Sinning goal, Boaguilar, Bruno Valdez, uh, Aguilera, uh, Vargas, uh, Edson, Guido, Renato, and Linus, um, on left and right, and then uh, Ibarguini and Perata up top. You know what? I'm going again exactly a hundred percent that lineup as well. I think I think it's just gonna be Edson slotting in that in that midfield world. I mean, I mean, again, you look at it. I mean, this this really is the the strongest squad that we got at the moment. I mean, obviously, you know, we getting some some key players coming back from injury, but they're not, they're not going to start because they're not going to be one hundred percent fit. And you know that that's that's the best eleven we could put out right now. Do you think? I I kind of already kind of know the answer, but do you do you have confidence in this lineup to go out there and and get those two goals and 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 get that victory? Kind of a yes and a no. I mean, if we, if we can if we can find another way to be creative, which I mean is really hard at this point of the season that we've seen from the team, um, then yeah, I think we can. But I mean, if we're gonna go stick with Renato Ibarra, you know, going down the right the whole time and and this and that, then no, I mean, I really don't see us getting those two goals. Now let's talk a little bit about that. I'm I'm glad you bring up that creativity since um what 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 do we have to do differently? What what do you think is the answer? Knowing that those are gonna be our eleven players, not that we're confirming the lineup here, but knowing you, you know that that could most likely be the starting eleven, how, how do you fix this goal drought? I mean, man, really, it just, I mean, like you said, I mean, it comes down to to the players and it comes down to Piojo himself too as well. I mean, it's like we said over in time and time again, it just seems like Piojo's throwing the lineup out there and say, okay, play the ball to Renato and just go for it. But I mean, man, he's, he's got, I mean, he's got to see what's going on in the pitch too as well. The players got to come back and tell him too what's going on in the pitch. Um, if, if they're seeing something that, that Santos is doing, they feel like somebody can go out and, um, Maybe to maybe uh pull apart this back line, or or you know whether it be taking taking a few more passes needed than just taking a shot or just trying to give uh, a lazy cross, man. I mean, at the end of the day, man, it, it needs to come down to 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 having better decisions in the final third, which is something you've been preaching all all season two as well. I mean, uh, don't be afraid to take that extra pass, man. Don't be afraid to 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 really take on a player too, which we know Renato Ivada and Diego Linus and Andres Ivada Green can do too as well. And that, that could open a lot of things too up, man. So, I mean, really don't be, don't be scared to try, try something new at this point, to be honest. Yeah. Creativity. That's the answer to this. Being creative, being on your toes, being able to do something that isn't, isn't foreseen by the other side. And I think uh, Renato Ivada can have that. You know, I've seen him, I've seen him, you know, go directly down the wing, cut inside, go, you know, play that one-two pass, exactly what you want to see. But now the teams know we play through him a lot more. They guard him a little bit better, and they know kind of our end game. So this time, it's let's play down the middle if we can. If not, let's give Linus the opportunity to cut inside and, and run down the middle or go out wide and get some crosses in. 
just be a little bit more creative. Take that outside, you know, that 18-yard shot, you know. Like, this could easily end with a Guido Golasso like last, like in the Apertura, you know. It, it could easily end, end, end up being that. So just go out there and prove a point. Go out there with, with, a, with a point to prove. That's all I ask. And Barry Lad, please play smart. Let's let's do some some good things this time. Yeah, yeah. Paul needs to have a better game. I mean, against Puebla, he could. How is he up there so much? It's, it's, it's frustrating, and and a lot of people will probably think I'm crazy for saying this, but I think his time at America is up. I think it's time we start focusing on another right back. We we obviously need another left back because we don't have one. Um. Let's face it, he's, he's, we knew how indisciplined he could be. Now it's not he could be indisciplined. Now it's he is so indisciplined in his tactic and in, in, in his tactical formation and in, in his you know player formation that he's just all over the pitch. And you cannot have that from your right back because what Ibarra does is he covers for Paul very well. And since Paul goes up a lot and he kind of leaves that space open, Ibarra is then forced to kind of stay back to prevent the counterattack. And if you're doing that, you're kind of, you know, isolating Ibarra from doing his thing. And, you know, I, I think Paul needs to be a little smarter, play smarter, not go on those crazy wild runs and be a little bit smarter. He's, he's, he's old enough. He's got enough experience that he knows how to play this game smart. I think he just goes out there just just to go out there. Yeah. I think the two and it's I mean I mean you you know you see what he can do too as well. You know he's he's a very overlapping winger too. I mean not ringer, but fullback too as well. You see him make those forward runs, you see him sending some crosses too as, as well. But the way what what he did against Puebla, I mean, was just was just ridiculous a little bit, man. It was a little bit too much than what you've actually seen him do. And like you said, it's just the uh, his tactical positioning too. Um, it's just going haywire. I mean, you you might as well if you're gonna have a spot for him, you might as well just tell him to free roam the whole time. It seems like. Yeah, yeah, it's because Paulo works so well in a in in a back line of five because he's that wing he's that wing back. So he has that liberty to go forward because there's always going to be someone that's going to kind of be, you know, guarding that space, whether it be one of the center backs or a center mid. So he has to understand now we're playing with a 4-4-2, not a 5-3-2. If it was a 5-3-2, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, do what you got to do. Be that kind of winger in a sense because that's kind of your role. But yeah, yeah. No, now I, yeah. Be a little bit smarter. Yeah, it really does. And then. I mean, because Bill was, Bill was not playing with that five-back line. He, he did in the first hint. No. You know? No, and let's not even bring that up because he, he'll hear it and he'll probably line it up on Saturday. Yeah, Bill, don't do that. Please don't listen to me no more. Don't, don't bring that back five. Not yet. We don't have the team <laughs> for back five. We, we thrive on that 4-4-2. Four, four, Although Is it even a 4-4-2 four, four, anymore? Otherwise. I mean, but is it really a four four two at this point? I mean, no, sometimes it's like a five a four four two three one four yeah. four five one four, four two, two three, three one. one. That's how yeah. you look at it. Yeah. No, and it probably will be a four two three one because we're gonna have two center defensive mids because, um, as much as we like Edson in that midfield role, he tends to you know be a little bit yeah. adventurous at times, but usually we'll stick to his position. 
Yeah, yeah, which which I mean has its pros and cons, but I think we can say a more cons a little bit too. I mean, not cons but pros. Yeah, because because yeah. you because you, you, you know Guido can can do the work of two. Yeah, which which is why I would imagine Edson have the liberty to go forward. Let's just see whether or not he can take this, you know, to to the advantage. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. So, um, we 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 talked about kind of what the team needs to do now. You know, it's the the Santos team. Of course, they 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 know what they have to do too. And I think, what is it that we need to do defensively to make sure that the Santos team cannot hurt us? Man, we, we got to go back to the first week. We got to go back to the basics, man. Viejo's got to put it in their minds that 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 they need to be the back line they were whenever the season first started. Because I know it can be that way, man. I know it's there. But why it's messing up, I do not know why, man. And I know it could do great things. I know Guido can come out and have a good game, too, as well, playing in, playing in that CDM role because it seems like Guido just sits in front of them a lot of times. And sometimes, too. It seems like Wheeler will just go back in between them too, as well, if if it's needed. And I I know this I know this can go the I know the back line can do great things, man. We just got to go out and show it. And I, I feel like Santos would be a good test for us to show it that this back line is good, is great the way it was in the beginning too. I'm just worried about the the left back position. Yeah, I mean, but but I mean, I still at the end of the day, man. I mean, Carlos Vargas is just. Is it going to be there? I mean, you know, we've talked about it too. You know, we, how you feel like whenever Piojo feels Vargas because um, he started Vargas at Tijuana too. And then, you know, you know, like you said, Piojo and Valope well, uh, don't really necessarily get along, you know, maybe. I mean, at the end of the day too, man, I mean, we got what we got. We've seen what, we've seen what this back line can do too as well. And so it's just time to show it too as well, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's, we make do with what we got, and you know, Carlos Vargas can do a good job. It's just lately, he just hasn't been pulling his weight around, and I think because of that, he's maybe pulling the team down. And it's you know the back line specifically because mm-hmm. you know they they kind of have to worry about that a little bit more than if you kind of just worried about your own job than having to worry about your teammates' job. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you, man. But I mean, if if Yoho can work, do some things with with the team that he had in Apertura, man, then I feel like he can he can embed to them what what they did at the beginning of the season for the from from now on to the year. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, with all of that said, what is your prediction for Saturday? Um, we go with the two one win again. Two one win. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go adventurous. I'm saying two zero. Okay. And whether we'll be right, we probably won't because I feel like we suck at predicting. You know, it's uh it's not our strong suit. Not to say that anything that we talk about is our strong suit here, but um I just think this this America side has it in them. Just go out there and prove it, showcase it, you know, do what you gotta do. Be there and showcase why you want to be a title contender. Then you know work away from there. Yeah, man. I mean, um, these guys might be in the twenties, thirties, you know, man. But I mean, go out, go out, guys. Just go out there, and they also got to know let's have fun with it too. I mean, be that ten year old self that that had fun playing it too as well, and then 
that'll make it fun. Um, I know it's hard to play simple, but it make it simpler and make it easy and make it fun. And I don't, there's no doubt in my mind this team can really connect back together to be the team that it was at the beginning of the season too. That's right, and that's right. And and let's 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 specifically talk um, because there was rumors, and then uh, a report came out that uh, that the locker room was divided. That there was a certain you know since Pablo Aguilar left, there was really no leader, no captain holding down the fort in in the locker room. Um, and they said that there there was a player, a Mexican player in America, that was tearing the team kind of apart in the locker room, a player that is a little bit untouchable at the moment in America. Um, And that's pretty much all the reporter could say Uh, when this comes out, because, you know, uh, uh, we, we read about this and, and we kind of discussed this a little bit too. What, what do you, what do you think? Is this a viable source? Do you think this is true? This is just, is this just kind of, you know, fake news in, in a sense, or, um, or is this really something to concern us about, especially leaning towards the end of the season? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say say it's. I mean, not me say, it, but I don't want to think it's true. Um, I don't really think it's true. But if the rumors are true, then it's really not good for the team. It's not good for for the morale at the moment. I mean, because you see the team. You I mean, we'll say it time and time again. You know, you see the the way this team's been playing. I mean, it's not good and. Um, you don't see what feels like 11 players on the pitch. I mean, regardless, regardless, you know, um, nobody's stepping up. Oribe, you know, Piojo um, obviously coming out saying that he's worried about his call-up. I mean, I don't. to be honest, man, I don't really see why Oribe's even um, worried about that. I mean, if he didn't get the hint that he was called up in the March families, then what what do you got to worry about, man? I mean, like, really, though. And so I, don't, I don't really see, see why that's bothering Oribe. Um and he's our captain too, man. I mean, I mean, you you expect Oliva to step up a lot, and Oliva to take hold. You know, um, a really really experienced player in the Liga Mekis too as well. It just sucks to hear something like that, but I really don't think that's true. Yeah, I hope it's not true either. I I I, I want to tell myself it's not true, and if it is, uh, hopefully the team can put that to an end and 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 kind of just get past that and deal with the situation after the season and hopefully after your champions. So, you know, hopefully it's not true. Just wanted to bring that up because I know this, this is a news that was kind of floating around in, in the America world. Um, and hopefully it's just that it's just, it's, it's fake news in a sense. Um, and, and, and it's not a viable source and, and it's not a viable, you know, thing that that's actually going on. So, you know, we'll leave it at that. And, Let's hope for a good game. So we predict an America win. I'm hopefully assuming you guys all predict an America win also. So uh, we'll be very excited to bring you guys that live coverage. We'll be live tweeting that game. So make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter because we got you guys covered for everything during match day. We have lineups. We have predictions. We have everything you could ask for and interactions with you guys as well, which makes it even more of a fun time. So if you guys haven't done so, make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter and make a Twitter because I promise you, you're going to find a lot of America friends on there. So you guys can always follow us at, at Eagle Eye pod. That's all together at Eagle Eye pod. And uh, we'll be live tweeting that uh, it should be interesting. It should be a fun game, uh, a very nerve wrecking game. 
but I, I think me and you both have confidence in this team that they could pull it around and at least get the W. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, I really think we can, man. We just, I mean, like I said, like we said, 11 players got to go out and play as the team, man. That's it. Quick shout out to our hashtag lady Aguilas, who uh, unfortunately have their uh, campaign stopped at the semifinals. Unfortunately for them, they say they have the same fate as the seniors, as the senior, as the men's squad. Uh, last apertura when they faced Tigres, the late our lady Aguilas uh, end up losing with a global score of four to two, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Um, I think it's four to two. Yeah, four to two. The lady Aguilas unfortunately will not be going to the final. It's going to be a Clásico Regio, so that's uh. That's unfortunate, but hopefully they can pick themselves up, they can rebuild, and they can go moving forward. So, you know, keep your heads up, Lady Aguilas, and uh, we'll keep hashtagging it so you guys can keep going forward and, and you know, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Eventually, a title will come our way. So uh, that pretty much does it for a little shout-outs. Uh, oh, actually, no, we have one last thing to talk about right before we close the show. We had a Twitter poll. This is why I'm telling you guys it's so important for you guys to follow us on Twitter because we do practically all our messages, all our information, all our news on that source. So make sure you guys do follow us again at Eagle Eye Pod. And I'll shut up about that and, uh, you know, just go out there and follow us. We did a Twitter poll because we kind of had this idea um, of having a trivia night for you guys, you know, for, for you, the listeners, for you, who the people who follow us on, on our account, we would have a trivia night and we don't know exactly what day it'd probably be a Monday, Wednesday, regardless, we'll, we'll pick a day and, and we'll set it um, in which the account will tweet out a picture of a player that plays for America or has played for America throughout the years. And you guys can have fun and take a wild guess to see who is the who's the player, and then you know we'll give it a couple minutes, and then we'll we'll retweet it with with uh, the right answer, and then you know kind of go off of there. We'll we'll decide whether there's some point based system or not. But this is just for fun, you know. We were doing this in our group chat that we have on uh, with a couple of listeners, um, and you know they enjoyed it as well. I enjoyed it too because I was kind of the one throwing out the pictures at you guys and. It's very sad that you guys only got one out of three players, but that's that's a discussion for another day. Um, but it was uh, it was fun. I think I'm was, an exception. And what? I think I'm an exception. You're throwing out some because since I'm a pretty young America fan, I didn't yeah, recognize two yeah, of the players. I, yeah, I mean, I could have gone 1988 on you guys, but I didn't. No, you didn't. Especially um, for me, I did early 2000s. And uh, yeah, this is something that we think could be fun to interact with all of you guys. You know, that's uh, it, it. It would be an interesting thing, and hopefully, you guys do like it. And you know, we'll we'll tweet it out, and, and hopefully, you guys can join us for that. So make sure you guys do do uh do end up going over there because we're gonna have a, a trivia night. It, last time I checked, it was at eighty four percent said yes, they won a trivia night. Um, and and we'll see, we'll we'll, we'll kind of work it out and and let you guys know. So thank you guys for voting. And it, it it should be fun. I can't wait. I have already a couple of players in mind that uh, I, I feel like would be a little tough to recognize. But um, yeah, pretty much. I just want to give you guys a heads up that we're gonna have a little trivia night now going on at the Eagle iPod Twitter page. So again, make sure you guys do follow us on there. But with that said, Dylan, is there anything else you want to add on? 
Um, just thanks for all the support again, guys. I mean, everything that that you've done, you know, just giving us the follow, just giving us a listen, you know, it means so so much to us, guys. And uh, just get ready for that giveaway. Me and Iron, me and Ivan are ironing out the details still about that, but we'll get that going. And so, just thanks for everything, guys. Thank you guys so much. And uh, shout out to the Liga Mekis English community as we grow a little bit more. I know we added a, little, a couple more accounts to our uh, to our family. So shout out to you guys uh, for, for you know, making the leap forward. And, uh, you know, we, we everyone here is going to welcome you guys with open arms. And it uh, should be interesting to see how we can collaborate moving forward. So that's, uh, that's pretty fun. But most of all, thank you guys to all of you who have listened to this episode and all the previous episodes and I follow us on Twitter and just kind of support us and, and kind of keep us going and move forward because if, at the end of the day, we do this for you guys. So you guys have a voice and, uh, you know, this podcast is as much as yours as it is ours. And we just kind of want to give back to the community in whatever way we can. So with that said, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been episode 17 of the Eagle Eye podcast. As always, thank you, Mr. Dylan, for coming out and co-hosting with me. No problem, man. You know I enjoy this. I enjoy this just as well. It, it, it gets the blood pumping and it gets the Tuesdays going fairly well. So, yes, the Tuesdays are my slow days, and so I look forward to this. It makes the time go by faster for me. It does, and hopefully, it makes the time go by faster to our listeners as well. And uh, hopefully, they enjoy this just as much as we do. So, with that said. Thank you to every single one of you guys who listened, who have been listening and following us. Uh, we want to thank you. We will see you guys very, very soon next week, as always, here on on YouTube. And uh, as always, we have those live tweets coming up. It should be interesting because next week we'll have everything we, you need to know about our Ligia matchup and uh, whether or not we uh, we think we can get past our first opponent. But first of all, we got to get that W against Santos. So we will be live tweeting all of that, and we'll, we will be seeing you guys on Saturday. So with that said, thank you so much. It's been episode 17 of the Eagle Eye podcast. Arriba la América, América por la 13. And what can I say? Let's keep going. Let's keep fighting, boys. Until next time, guys. Take care. <laughs>